Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's guest is Melissa Denise from the YouTube channel called Love Covered Life. Melissa is a spiritual seeker and conscious influencer who had an NDE-like experience as a teenager, and now it is her joy to spread the message of love by helping others to know and experience God for themselves. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I've am i been following your channel for a long time, and I'm really honored to be here. Oh, well, thank you. And it's so nice to have a fellow YouTube content creator here today. Yes, I agree. So, as you know, my audience likes to hear about near-death experiences. And if you don't mind, can we start on the day that yours happened? And please tell us what happened. Yes, I would love to. So, just a little bit of background. I was raised in a pretty strict fundamentalist Christian background. And I was taught some doctrines that messed with my head a little bit, like that God created everybody and predestined them to go to eternal hell. And so as you can probably imagine, I was very depressed as a child. I don't remember being happy. I have happy memories, of course, with my parents. I have wonderful parents, but I was depressed I to the point of being suicidal. I had a lot of mental and emotional issues. And because I was raised within the Christian faith, I was desperately seeking a real connection with God. And so I was constantly praying and begging God, please let me feel your presence. Please be real to me in a way that's tangible. Give me some type of experience. And so I prayed this for years, years and years, and nothing happened. And I can't explain why. It happened when it did. But one night when I was about the age of 18 or 19, I was laying in my bed. I was depressed. I was suicidal and I was praying for an experience. And all of a sudden I was in another reality. I was at that point, I was still in my body, in my room. And I was, I could perceive that I was in my bed, but I was surrounded by this 
ocean of love. And I could feel waves of love just washing over me and through me, inside me. And my first thought was, this is what I've been looking for. And it wasn't just a knowing, it was a recognizing. And it was like, I had experienced this before. And I do also have some pre-birth memories and I was recognizing what I had remembered from before. And so the way I describe this love is that it was um, a real, like tangible love that you could feel inside and outside. But it was also, it's like this um, energy field of love, but it was also a presence. So there's a definite personality to it. And there was communication that was happening. And I recognized it as my eternal father and mother. It, I knew that it was where I had come from. And it was like being nurtured in your mother's womb and held in your father's arm at the same time, except magnified by a thousand. And this is where I really struggle with words because there just aren't any words to describe this, but it's like safety and security is what comes closest, but it it doesn't even begin to cover it because it's like infinite safety and infinite security. Like, um, you, you can just completely rest and fall back into it. And you know that um, you are eternally safe. Nothing could ever, ever happen to hurt you or anybody else because everything is happening exactly as it's supposed to be. And so I'm not sure 100% how long I was in this ocean of love, but Um, I just wanted to stay there forever. I felt like I was home. I was never going back to my life. I'm good here. And I I basically um, asked this presence, where have you been my whole life? Because I've been looking for you my whole life. And then at that point, I, my consciousness expanded out of my head. And I, at that point, I was no longer in my room. Looking back on it, I think it was probably an out-of-body experience, but at the time, I didn't even know that such a thing could happen, so I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that. But my consciousness expanded out of my head like it was being puffed up with air like a balloon, and I was up somewhere above the earth, and I was still with this presence, um, which appeared to me now as this massive light But it wasn't just light. It was like this um, information or wisdom. And it was also music. The music is one of the things that I remember the most clearly. And now I can't remember all the details of this because it left me when I came back. But when I was in this state, it was like expanded consciousness, ultimate knowledge. I could know anything that I wanted to know. And so I started asking questions. And every time I would ask a question, the answer would be like instantaneously downloaded into my awareness, not with words, but just with a telepathic uh, knowing, like this download of information. And it would tell me not just the answer to my question, but the answer to how that question connected to everything else in the universe. And I know that sounds crazy, um, but that's what it was. And every time I got an answer, so I would get this huge amount of information, which would spur more questions, which I would ask and then get even more information. And I was expanding like at the speed of light. 
until I felt that I was, my consciousness contained the entire universe and I knew everything that there was to know. And there was like this euphoria of expanding and coming to this point where I knew everything and I I saw the key. I called it the key to life, the reason why we exist and why everything is the way it is, which I can no longer remember. Mm. Um, But there are a couple of things that I do remember. At one point, I found myself looking down on the earth and I have a very vivid vision of seeing the earth and it appeared to me like a sun. It was so incredibly brilliant and everything on the earth was made of this pure light. Um, So the earth and the vegetation and the people and the animals and the structures were all made of this spiritual light. And I was shown that the evil and the suffering and the darkness that we experience here is just an illusion. So the visual that I was given is, I don't know if you've ever flown on a plane on a rainy day. And when you come up above the clouds, obviously it's bright, but then you look down and you see the clouds. So it was similar to this, except that in this experience, when I expanded, I came up above the clouds and everything was bright, but I looked down and I saw that the storm clouds were just an illusion. They were not even there and they're only visible from underneath. And so it's designed this way for a reason. We come down below these clouds into these bodies and live this life for specific experiences so that we can experience certain things that don't actually exist in the real world. Because in the real world, everything is made of light and everything is perfect. And I was also shown that the light is God himself, um, source, the universe, whatever you want to call it, it is the creator's presence. And that is what everything is made out of. And that is what we are made out of. We are all light. We are all divine. We can't get away from that. Um, No matter what path we choose on this earth, no matter how many mistakes we may make, they're just like the stumblings of a toddler to God. And we cannot get away from him, um, even if we wanted to. Um, so that was one thing that I was shown. And then the other thing that I was shown is I saw, and this sounds so cheesy, but, um, the words that I was given was God's master plan. So I looked down because I had asked, um, the reason for everything. And I looked down and I saw this, um, Mandela pattern, like sacred geometry, except it was far more intricate than anything we have here. And it was multicolored and it was moving and shifting and um in what i was shown is that within this within this plan conscious beings have what we call free will we can choose right from wrong within this plan but there is a current around the edge that is pulling everything back into the center and it is all love and even when we think we're choosing the opposite of God or the opposite of love, all roads ultimately lead back towards the creator. And so we are always choosing God, no matter what we choose. And so that was the second thing I was shown that I remember. 
most of the rest of the things I remember, or most, excuse me, most of the rest of the things I was shown, I cannot remember because at that point, I, my consciousness started to contract back into my head. And I was like, no, I am not going back. I was so upset, but I couldn't stop it. And I just, it felt like a balloon losing air. And I went back smaller and smaller and smaller and then clicked back into place in my body. And I could still feel this glow of love around me for the next couple of days. So I knew that it was real. Um, but I basically tucked it away and went on with my life after that. So that's, um, that's my experience. That's what I remember of it. Well, thank you for sharing those with me. I want to get a little more backstory on you. Where are you from and what type of Christian were you like Baptist or Lutheran or something? Okay. Yes. I was born and raised in Michigan Mm -hmm. and I was raised in a Reformed Baptist church, Okay, which is a very strict version of Baptist. I was going to say, it's definitely not the Bible Belt. And I wouldn't have picked Michigan as such a strict religious state, but hey, you never know. There's probably strict religious congregations in every state. Yeah, Michigan is, um, no, it's not in the Bible Belt, but they do have a lot of churches. There's a saying, there's a church on every corner in Mm -hmm. Michigan. From what I understand, even though you kept asking for some kind of sign or to meet Jesus or God for many, many years, I think it's great that you never gave up your faith. You were always still searching and searching. Is that correct? Yes. I My entire life is driven by this searching for the divine because I had memories of something that I couldn't explain. And so I was very sincere about my faith. But at the same time, I felt like what I was being taught did not line up with what this deeper knowledge that I had. Mm-hmm. On your first experience before you left your body, you were laying in bed and I think you said you were praying and then you just kind of, did you see anything or you just felt this waves of love? I did not see anything during that part of my experience because my eyes were closed. Mm -hmm. I was still in my body then, but I just, it was just like in an instant I was in this love. All right. And then at a certain time, you actually exited your body, went up probably out of your house and into the cosmos. And then that's <laughs> when you saw the earth and everything, right? Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Unfortunately, you couldn't remember everything, but are there any other jewels of knowledge that you brought back with you that are really profound to you? Yes. Um, the first one is I told you I saw the key. Um, And I I don't have a specific memory of what that is, but I do remember that it was so incredibly simple that I almost laughed at it because I thought, what what are we worrying about and striving about down here? Everything is so simple and we make it so complicated. I strongly suspect that the key was love Mm. because everything else in my life has pointed towards that direction, but I think that I needed to figure it out. Um, The other thing that I brought back is that the, the suffering that I was going through, the depression and all the challenging situations in my life that were 
causing that depression um, that I had actually chosen to come here and to walk through these things for a reason. One thing I forgot to mention when I was telling my experience is just this incredible feeling of everything being okay. Like I mentioned that our mistakes are like the stumblings of a toddler to Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And so there's this overwhelming knowledge that everything is okay. I haven't done anything wrong. Everything is progressing exactly as it's supposed to. I'm not guilty. Um, I have no reason to feel ashamed. Um, God isn't angry at me. Um, He's I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and and God is proud of me and he's supporting me and helping me on my path. And I really can't go wrong as long as I continue to follow my heart. It sounds like a lot of the viewpoints you have now are not traditional Christian viewpoints. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent agree. Not traditional Christian at all. So how would you think that these experiences changed you? My experience took many years to really sink in and change me because when I first had the experience, I was still young. I was still very much in the grip of the religious shame and indoctrination. And I I didn't feel I could talk to anybody about it because I knew nobody would believe me. So it took about another decade for me to start taking it seriously. Um, And it really was when I discovered near-death experience stories. And I discovered there's so many other people who have had the exact same or very similar experiences. And it gave me permission to accept what I knew was the truth, that God is love and that all everything is okay. And there's no eternal hell waiting for people just for making a stupid mistake, mm. which is what I was taught. Mm. But it's changed me in the sense that it's it's set me free. It's liberated me. Um, it's given me joy and peace and allowed me to live my life where before I was just buried in shame. It's amazing to think about how thoughts can make such a difference in one's life. Yes, thoughts are so powerful. So for the first few years after your experiences, did you believe like, okay, this is something that really happened to me and I met Source and God, or did you doubt it and think, well, maybe I just had a weird dream or something? Oh, I knew it was real. It was the realest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, And I sort of just treasured it for a while and just kept it to myself. But as I grew older... um, (laughs) Really, I didn't learn the lesson I was supposed to learn. And and the, the main thing I took away from it initially is that when I had this experience, I was in bliss. So that means I need to have more experiences so I can mm-hmm. feel that bliss again. And so I got really involved in the charismatic Christian church mm-hmm. and chasing all these crazy supernatural experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they teach you in the charismatic church that anything that doesn't um, well, align with their doctrine is of the devil. And so at that point, I started to question whether it was um, a demonic deception of some kind. Mm. And I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it was very real. I knew that it had happened, but I started to fear that it might have been a deception because I was so into that indoctrination, which really is so ridiculous because... (laughs) 
um, if if the devil can cause an experience like that, then I don't know. We're, he's pretty powerful. <laughs> did you ever speak in tongues while being at one of these churches? And if so, did you get any kind of you know religious or supernatural experience from that? I never spoke in tongues. I don't know why. Everybody else I know has spoken in tongues, but I did have multiple supernatural healings. Hmm. Wow. Can you give us some examples? Mm-hmm. So I used to have chronic back pain. Mm-hmm. And the first time I visited this charismatic church that I started going to at the age of 19, um, I visited their healing rooms and I wasn't even going for prayer. I was just going to check it out. And they offered to pray for me. And about seven of them, and I didn't tell them I had back pain. About seven of them laid their hands on my back and said that they got a word of knowledge that I had back pain and they prayed for me Mm. and it went away and it's never come back. Um, The next one that I had was even bigger than that. I developed irritable bowel syndrome and I was really, really sick. Like I was wasting away. I couldn't eat. I was pale and um, losing weight and sick. I couldn't, um, having trouble at work because I was constantly calling in. And so my church had a a healing service and I said, okay, I can't keep living this way. I'm going to go get healed. And I went up for prayer. The pastor didn't even pray for me. He just blew on me and said, receive the Holy spirit. And my pain went away instantly. I walked out healed. My pain was gone. And I went on with my life with no issues. Um, after that, I was he- I had developed chronic, uh, chronic collapsed arches in my feet to, to the point where I had to drop out of school and quit my job. So this was um, a real problem. And I was bedridden for a few months. I uh, this is interesting, because As the story goes along, like each healing that I have, I started to awaken to the fact that it wasn't um, a power outside of me that was healing me. It was my own power and my own intention that was actually doing it. So with my feet, I didn't go to a healing service and nobody prayed for me. I just said, okay, I've had this happen a couple of times before. I believe that I'm going to be healed of this problem within three weeks. And by the end of the week, I was healed. Again, it's never come back. When the preacher blew the Holy Spirit on you and you got well, do you have a mechanism in your mind of how the healing happened? At the time, I believed that my pastor had the gift of healing. Um, Now looking back on it and seeing the progression of events and things that I've experienced since then, I think that it was my faith that the pastor had the gift of healing, maybe also combined with his faith that actually Mm -hmm. healed me. So it was maybe him facilitating my own ability to heal myself because I believed that he could do it. All right. On your YouTube channel, I believe somewhere it says that you left Christianity to follow Jesus. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Yes, I... I th- Jesus is the one part of my Christian upbringing that, I mean, I think is so beautiful. 
and the religion of Christianity that has been built up around Jesus, in my opinion, is completely opposite to what his message was. And so people within Christianity have the saying that Christianity isn't a religion, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. But then they turn around and tell you that if you don't believe this and this and this and this, that you can't have this relationship with Jesus Christ. So it is a religion. Um, to have a relationship with somebody, all you have to do is talk to them, right? All you have to do is know them. And so, first of all, I think that it is possible for people to know anybody to know Jesus Christ, um, regardless of what your religious background is. But secondly, um, I think that Christianity has gotten his message so wrong. And I think that Jesus came to show us that we are all divine and he embodied that for us and pointed to himself to say, look, I'm embodying the divine. This is what all of us are. This is what you are too. But instead Christianity has taken his message and made it about putting Jesus, the man on a pedestal and saying, you can't know God unless you go through Jesus. And Jesus never said that Jesus never meant that. I don't think. So are you but, saying that Jesus is not God? He's separate from God? I would say that everything that exists is divine. Now, God is beyond our ability to understand, right? But I would say that all of us are part of that one. We're all expressions of God and Jesus, Jesus included. And I think that Jesus... Um, more fully represented God to us. If we look at Jesus, then we can see this is what God looks like. Okay, makes sense. Um, I also saw on your YouTube about universalism. Can you tell me what that is? <laughs> yes. So universalism, I went through a phase when I was coming out of fundamentalist religion where I got into what's called Christian universalism, which is the belief that um, Jesus died to save everybody, right? And I sort of moved through that phase into more of a universalist perspective, which is that, I mean, we are all on a journey back to God, regardless of what religion we believe, and all paths ultimately lead back to union with the creator, and so I think that's um, the universalist viewpoint that all things and all people will one day be reunited with God. Do you believe in reincarnation? Yes, I do. Interesting. Um, are there any parts of Christianity that say that's real, or is that just a separate idea from Christianity that you believe in? Christianity does not believe in reincarnation. They would say that that's a false doctrine. And I think that um, any mention of reincarnation in the early writings was deliberately removed from the spiritual texts. Would you call yourself a Christian? No, I I do not call myself a Christian. I can't honestly say that I am a Christian. I, I do say that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ because I highly value his teachings and his example. I'm going to go back to your experiences here. Did you have any after effects from your experiences that you had to manage? That is a 
Very interesting question for me to answer. Because The reason why is because I do have some what are commonly considered to be after effects of near-death experiences, but I don't know if they started after my experience or before mm-hmm. because I wasn't really paying attention at all and I was young when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have um, some level of what they would call clear sentience okay. where I can like find myself in somebody else's mind and emotions or just know exactly what they're thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. And I also have a very hard time with technology. Like I will just, my computers will just die. I'll go through three or four computers in a year. My phones will die. Wow. Things yeah. like that. Yeah, it's pretty common when I set up my podcast with NDEers. Sometimes we have electronic problems, you know, especially with the stream and yeah. stuff. So maybe that happens the, with you. The only reason why it is not happening is because I'm married to a network engineer. Oh. <laughs> so he makes sure I'm set. If my stuff breaks, he gets me a new one. Mm-hmm. What do you think inspires you about your experience? What inspires me about my experience is um, this this knowledge that there is something so much better out there than most of us have imagined and being able to bring that through and try to communicate it here in this world, which is very difficult. Um, but thinking that maybe it could be of benefit to other people and help other people to find a more fulfilling life. From what I understood, I felt like you connected with God. It seemed like it was kind of both male and a female figure that you were experiencing. And are you still connected to that source? Do you feel like you're in some kind of connection still to this day or, or have communication with source? Yes. And, um, I think that we all have that connection. Um, one of the biggest, um, discoveries of my life over the past few years have been has been discovering that that connection to my source is actually within me and i didn't know that being raised in religion you're you're seeking for that outside of you and you just turn up empty every time um but yeah we we all have that i mean it's what we are and it's within us And so that's been a really interesting journey. I also saw on your channel, you appear to be speaking about non-duality. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me what that's about? Yes, non-duality is um, unity consciousness or the idea that we are all one, that we are all expressions of the one infinite creator or the one source. And so um, the idea of enlightenment that's taught in the Eastern religions or even salvation that's taught in Christianity um, is freedom from suffering is letting go of the labels and the attachments that we have to all these different things that we think are separate from us and separate from each other and recognizing we are all one, we are all connected. Um, and all that really exists is God. So where do you go from now with your spiritual beliefs? Do you follow the Bible anymore? Do you have a text that you follow? 
or what or do you have some kind of guide for yourself i like making use of various spiritual texts whatever is speaking to me um i uh, for many many years the bible was my only spiritual text because i was a christian so i really find um meaning more outside the bible now i would say um, a Course in Miracles is one of my favorite spiritual texts. I love that's a channeled work. Love one is another. Near death experiences really has been, I would say, my primary uh, spiritual text, although it's not a text, but it's an endless well of information. Mm-hmm. So I really just follow my own inner guidance and what is speaking to me. Have you ever considered becoming a pastor yourself? I have, simply because I don't really have any uh, credentials. Mm-hmm. I've considered becoming a pastor, a counselor, a number of different things, mm-hmm. but I don't really have the time in my life right now to go back to school. Yeah. I've told my probably my wife and kids, if like if we lived to be like 300 years old, then I would probably go back and do other stuff, but... Oh, absolutely. We just don't have that much time. Unfortunately not. (laughs) Unless I guess you come back. Maybe that's what pulls us back from from lifetime to lifetime if reincarnation is true. Yeah, because you get to the other side and then you're just thinking, wow, there's so much more I wanted to do. Let's go have another adventure. Mm -hmm. I believe you you said in your experience that that was the real world. And this Mm -hmm. is... How would you describe? Can you tell us the difference between the two? Yeah, the, it was like waking up from a dream. Mm-hmm. So it felt like you're a child having a nightmare, and then you wake up to realize that your mother is holding you. It's just the most, like, deepest, most comforting feeling that you could possibly imagine, multiplied by a thousand. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, there's no question that that was the real world. It was so vivid and so brilliant and just, it, it's so hard to put it into words. You didn't happen to encounter Jesus over there, did you? Not that I remember. Hmm. If I did, that was taken from me. Have you ever considered getting hypnotized to see if you can remember some more of the details of your experience? Yes, I have considered it. Um I haven't gone through with it yet, but maybe at some point, because I would love to remember some of that stuff. One of my podcast guests said this one time, and I never really thought about it this way, is that I think from our viewpoint here, when you go to where you were at, the place is so amazing because our normal is a terrible place here. Mm. But he kind of reversed it and said, normal is there. And it, when you know, it, the amazingness is just like everyday normal. And so this place is so terrible. You know, you forgot what normal is. Yes, I. that's so good. I would agree with that. Um, our normal state of being, you know, we are pure love. We are um, pure love and peace and stillness and um, wisdom. And everything over there is just perfect love and perfect beauty and perfect knowledge and and so that's normal like that's our normal state of existence and that's why this life is so hard for us because 
it's abnormal for us, but there's also this part of us that is thinking, isn't there more than this? Why is this so hard and so challenging? So it's, it's actually been really comforting to me. I know some people don't, some people who have really, really suffered, um, that can be hard for them to hear because then they're thinking, well, why, why would God make me come here and make me go through this? Um, but for me, I'm, my life hasn't been that hard. I'm a relatively privileged person. It's comforting to me to think, oh, I I chose to come here and do this and it's supposed to be hard. And then I'll get to go back to my real home when it's over. Yeah, I was going to comment on that, that I remembered you earlier saying chose. And do you think that's true? Because you said the word God made makes people. Do you think God makes people come here or do you think everybody chooses? I think my honest answer to that question is once um, a conscious being is at a level of development that they can make a choice, that um, we automatically have free will and we start to guide and direct our own path of growth. And so we choose with guidance. Um, the lives that we're going to live and the major lessons to learn and obstacles to overcome. Mm-hmm. And I do have some memory of choosing my life before this. Really? Can you expand on that? Yes. I. This is something I've remembered since I was a child. I asked for red hair because it's the color of unconditional love. And I thought that it would reminds me and help me stay on course. Are your parents still fundamentalist Christians? And if so, how do they take the way you are now? My parents are still, um, they are not reformed. Um, They now tend the charismatic church that I switched to as a teenager. And my family has been amazing. Um, They love me and support me no matter what. We have our disagreements on things, um, but uh, they're respectful and I'm respectful and it doesn't affect our relationship too much. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely a blessing. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, let me switch gears here with you because I want to let everybody know again about your channel that's called Love Covered Life. And what kind of content do you make on your channel? Thank you for mentioning my channel, Jeff. Um, On my channel, my main goal is to help people have a real tangible experience of the divine. And um, a lot of that right now is helping people who are going through the deconstruction process. So people who are coming out of religion and really questioning, um, can I still believe in God or still have a spiritual practice if I let go of all this? But I also like getting more in depth into some spiritual topics. I like teaching A Course in Miracles. I interview near-death experiencers. And I have um, a free class coming out soon called See the Creator, which is going to be designed to help people have a really immersive experience of God. Do you think that's one of the most difficult things for a person is deconstructing their religious life? Yes. Um, Now, I didn't have it so hard, but a lot of people that I've come into contact with over the last couple of years, it is a really tough process. It's really traumatic for them in a lot of ways. 
It's interesting. I need to go look at the lyrics, but it, and I'm probably way older than you, but it remain, makes me think of that old song by R.E.M. called Losing My Religion. Oh, yeah, I know that song. So I, like I said, I should take a second look at that and see how that pertains to deconstructing your religious <laughs> beliefs. I'll have to look it up, too. All right. So do you have any other projects that you're working on besides your class that you want us to know about? Not at the moment. I'm going to have more classes coming out in the future. That's the direction I see myself going. But mostly it's just YouTube, um, Love Covered Life on YouTube, and then Melissa Denise on Facebook and Instagram. All right. I'm I'm glad you pointed that out. Are you a public person? So if people watching this um, podcast want to reach out to you and ask you questions about stuff, are you up for that or do you, you tend to be more private? Yes, people are, are welcome to message me on um, Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me, Melissa at lovecoveredlife.com. I don't always get back right away, but I do my best. All right. Well, before we wrap it up here, do you have one final positive message that you can leave for everybody? Yes. God is love and your true nature is divine and you are love and Um, It can take a whole lifetime to get a a conceptual grasp on that, let alone an experience of that. But it's all that really matters, and it's all we really need. Thank you for that message. Thank you for asking. And it kind of reminds me of your message in general, that everything is circling back to God. Mm Mm-hmm. All pass. It's kind of like all roads lead to Rome. Will all pass lead back to God? Yes. Yes. And I don't think that. I mean, I think that if God is a good and benevolent creator, like most religions would claim that he is, then I don't think it could be any other way. All right, Melissa. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I wish you massive success with your YouTube channel. And Have a great evening. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. And I've really enjoyed this conversation, getting to know you a little bit. And I also wish you success with your projects. All right. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.